0: Welcome back to my lovely IHP community and any new listeners. I am doing a separate introduction for today and that's because I might also redo our actual introduction as a whole. Anybody who's new, uh, welcome to this podcast. So here you get to hear about a 5D, self-empowered, enlightened person in the Enlightenment soul age groups, perspectives, stories, and also, though, as a person who is a mentor and somebody who supports people on their personal development, as well as an online marketer. So I'm an online entrepreneur. Yes, I'm a podcast host. That's one of the ways I create content and one of the ways that I do a lot of things. <laughs> but I um, basically also have other areas that people can look to. So what I'm trying to get to is the title, 5DC. And the Enlightenment Soul Age Group is very specific. And it's only going to be attractive to those who are looking to tap into their infinite higher human. Consciousness potential experience. So it is people who are differentiated selves. That means they actually are driven by their own agency. So their drive is being an agent of themselves. So self empowerment, not to belong or have certainty. So the people who want to belong, they're driven by belonging and or certainty. And this is a book that I haven't gotten yet, but Dan Siegel is working on it, where him and four other colleagues. They've been working for the past decade, I think it is, on what drives people. So it's similar to this Enneagram thing, which I looked into, but I'd rather wait for Dan Siegel's book because he's really great at sharing with us what the mind is. He's the founder of Mindsight Institute. He's also an attachment researcher. That's his background. So psychoeducation and like, yeah, basically he gave me the last other bit of pieces with knowing now about the restored body and the restored embodied self. So a lot of different pieces of information that my regular listeners know about. So let me organize it again. So the human elements, when we look at the human elements of enlightenment, basically a person who is a differentiated self, who has an integrated brain, who is basically always able to be in their mind sight mindfulness and so somatic empath that's in compassion so in your ventral vagal state in a state of being able to be not only the observer the witness all of that but also being able to actually have a regular conversation meaning you're not criticizing yourself or other people you're not in a shame cycle so yeah enlightenment so age people who are either here they're like me we love humanity we love life and those would be some of the listeners others are wanting to get here and that's who the mentorship and all the content and anything i will do and or always have done is for it's not for those who want to belong or have certainty because the ones who are driven by belonging or certainty they actually are not inclined to see the fear in a way so belonging means you're driven to actually do things for your community and it's not about we all do things for our community because we all actually live within society but those who are driven what it means is their emotions are actually always only fulfilled if you will, until they awaken to it. I mean, people can awaken to my drive is belonging. I don't want to be in belonging. I want to be an agent drive. I want to be in self-empowerment drive. But it's understanding that your body actually is inclined to feel fulfilled when your loved ones and people around you basically have done a good job. You were able to help somebody. So some people, they find meaning in life only by belonging, and that is by doing things for others. here's where that drive i mean a person again can become aware of it but if they are inclined to just stick to it it means that they will only say to themselves basically i only feel fulfilled if i'm doing something for somebody else this is what drives me and that's what life means to me and so that's not in the enlightenment soul age group because in fact your basically emotions will be driven based on what you've been able to do or not do successfully for others belonging so for you to fit in is going to be important because you're going to want to be thumbs up great job and that's your body experiencing the fulfillment so here's where when said guru talks about if you're not in control of your emotions and he doesn't actually explain it a human way because he has the yogic sign so he explains it yoga way and his whole spirituality because that's what he is he's a guru of spirituality he's not a human studier the human study people are the psychologists psychiatrists and actually the ones who are well-rounded like Dan Siegel he brings together many different researchers experts Stephen Porges he brings in he also knows of Fisher. So there are a whole group of people, which I love academia, by the way, so I understand it because I also went. I got a master's and my background is political science and international relations and diplomacy. But I would have definitely gone down more psychology had I had the money to continue studying. But I'm actually happy that I got out of academia, if I must add. So. I love, for example, here, being a podcast host, being a content creator, being an online entrepreneur and marketer. These are things that I just love. I love interacting with people and helping people in an actual day-to-day manner. And I love that I can learn thanks to academics and researchers being there and the spirituality gurus and all that as well. But the academics are the one who give me the ability to help those who actually want to tap into their well-being, not to become some... So here's where if I look at enlightenment as, an, as a little, uh, what is it called, a little gadget, like, oh, I'm going to be special, you're trying to belong, or find certainty, that's the other drive, certainty is a sense of security, so that would be where people want to have their we group, and once they find, and this is where certainty would come from being accepted, so there's different ways that you can look at it but essentially i will feel empowered when i have the group that says you're great you're awesome the way you are and so that's the group that gives you certainty and also they give you all the answers to life now here's where and why a bunch of people the ones who are not in 5d in fact are like all over the place because they're not in any way, shape, or form aware of what drives them. Furthermore, let me add the part about they're not differentiated selves, they're not restored embodied self, or aware either of their body or their, they're not aware of anything. The people who do any type of only spiritual, so holistic stuff, metaphysics, This is a terrorism. It's the world that I belong to because I got thrown into it, and I'm grateful, and I knew there was a reason for it that would lead me back. To always supporting my passion life and humanity I love people I love helping people I was eight and said I want to help people and that sentence is the exact sentence that to this day I live by and helping people doesn't mean that I'm going to lift you up if you keep dragging yourself down what it means is I share and talk to you like a grown-up does and give you you know food for thought like we do here in fact this is where the reason why IHP will only attract a certain type of people is because I don't do little sugarcoating or trying to actually phrase things so that I may attract people who are insecure. No, I don't want insecure people. And some people say, well, well, then what are you doing? I'm doing something very different, which is allowing people to know you can be self-empowered by guess what? Getting to figure out how your brain works, how your mind works, how your body works. Very tangible topics. I knew it as ego. That's all I knew as a word. And then from my own research for the Inner Growth Mindset book that I have on hold, because, you know, I need time to write the actual book. <laughs> but the first part includes existentialism, psychology, and sociology, because those are the three areas that create a quote-unquote inner conflict. What they create is the opportunity for inner growth. So here's where my journey to help people took a of the mind, because I love my mind. See, here's where the masculine is. And I got a great masculine in my brain, right here. Not externally. So here's where when metaphysics is a terrorism and all that stuff came about, though. Wow, now this opened up with depth of dimension. You can just name it. And so yes, twin flames, soulmates. So here's where that masculine feminine, I am definitely a mature feminine with my own mature masculine, and I definitely know of twin flames. Yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. So here's where As I began this journey, though, I was not under the uh, illusion of being somewhat special because we're all special. All I knew was whatever was happening had everything to do with the fact that we are a big ball of energy. Even though I didn't have those words like this, I, I was intuitively, my body knew it has nothing to do with being anointed in any way, shape or form, nor is it some badge of honor. There's no badges of honor here. We're all human beings living what is called life and an experience. So consciousness, this word, we have primary and secondary it makes a lot of sense to me. And when I hear a lovely Sadhguru sharing his knowledge, I love it and I love being able to put into practice yoga. It definitely works my ventral vagal nervous system and, you know, that's where once you actually understand and really what it is, is don't disconnect from the fact that you're a human body, you're going to know that behind whatever exercises you may have, physically speaking, is not a magic power. It's basically connected to you as a person. Now, this is only if you actually are living like a human being and not in some movie of your own, which is instead, again, people who are looking to be something more than themselves because they actually don't understand that their self was born an infant in a... Very unique way, which was not disconnected from this Akash, this consciousness, this infinite intelligence energy that many people will talk about in different ways. So, here's where the lovely psychoeducators still refer to Akash consciousness with words of spirituality. I am doing something different because I'm mixing and matching different words not to take away from any of these lovely subject matters it's to say as a human being who actually has never been disconnected from this pure full consciousness and i actually have a beautiful growing relationship with it and so much so that it nudges me every now and then it's 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 humorous to say the least i always think why i love bringing up our lovely naysayer pseudoscience bullshit self-help crap because (laughs) when i even speak these words <clears throat> i'm thinking of the science and i'm like let me go figure out if there's another way that i can get that's why i can't wait to read the existential physics book by our lovely lady i need to find her name because i'm sure she will have a way that i can give words to this experience that some of us have and not to take away again from the metaphysics or a terrorism world but to take away from the stories that keep people thinking that reptilians or some matrix energy or some entity out there is siphoning. So to actually try and here, let me read. I read to you the preface already, but this is the part that's most important. She says, it's not just that this knowledge is worth sharing. So basically sharing physics in a way that is more comprehensible to people like me and you and whoever it is that is not a physics Physician or theoretical, no, physics. Physics, she's a theoretical physics person, I think is the right term. But she says, it's not just that this knowledge is worth sharing, keeping it to ourselves has consequences. If physicists don't step forward and explain what physics says about the human condition, others will jump at the opportunity and abuse our cryptic terminology for the promotion of pseudoscience. She says, it's not a coincidence that quantum entanglement and vacuum energy are go-to explanations of alternative healers, spiritual media, and snake oil sellers. Unless you have a PhD in physics, it's hard to tell our gobbledygook from any other. And she's saying it's not merely to expose pseudoscience for what it is. She also wants to convey some spiritual ideas are perfectly compatible with modern physics, and others are indeed supported by it. So okay this is something that i've read again but it's worth reiterating and this entire basically bit of introduction is to say we bring together all different topics and being a person who's in the enlightenment soul age group who's a 5d self-empowered enlightened individual is basically a human being who knows how to be in their physiological state of compassion. They're a restored embodied self-aware human being. They're a functional adult, forgiving and nuanced. They know that people have trauma and trauma memory and attachment and wounds. And so when someone's being an asshole, they're actually in a state of defense mode. They don't need to be termed evil or some dark aura or energy vampire. These are actually people who are either dysregulated or moderated embodied selves and that equals that they are not connected with this infinite field of intelligence called akash by some and consciousness pure consciousness which is only from the word i'm going to use it again compassion because your body is in a very specific state so when you're in a physiological state of compassion thank you psychoeducators Your insula lights up, which is what connects your actual physical brain to your body. So people who have, for example, trauma brain, which means they have an enlarged amygdala, shrunken hippocampus, and shrunken prefrontal cortex, their insula is underactive. Thank you, Jennifer Sweeten, for that information. And therefore, there we go, moderated and probably dysregulated, at the very least, embodied selves. They're not actually masculine, mind, head, body, feminine, not connected. They don't have harmony. No, no, no. They don't even know about each other. So the left brain of a person is leading the way while everything else is basically in a bit of mission mesh because here's where, unless you know about the human body, if you care about being a human in a way of, I want to know myself, then you'll know like I do. And or if you care about actually helping humanity in a way that's like, let me help you to be a person who's in your own independent fulfillment from your own way of seeing life, not my way here's where when Sadhguru says love is not you do what i want you to do it's you do what you want to do i love you anyways he doesn't expand on that i'm expanding it means a human being who's in a state of compassion that means you're also somatic empath but you also have mindset you're able to sift through what is yours and what is another you're not mirroring so let me continue to state what it means to be in compassion from the way that what they have found which parts of our brain light up so the insula because our mind our masculine and our feminine our body are connected so we're not getting confused yet we're we're still here then our amygdala the amygdala is alerted because basically here's where i just found out because i'm learning about the mind from mind so the part about the amygdala what was fascinating because it's in the limbic system so the limbic system actually gets us to pay attention and so the amygdala is alerted but what was fascinating was that we will actually evaluate should i focus and put my energy into this or not and is this good or bad so the actual limbic system it's not only about us actually being alerted but we will sense in fact i'm evaluating the significance of this thing in my life and then after it appraises the limbic system that this is a good thing i want to get more of it if it's not a good thing then i want to get less of it and he says this is dan siegel he's explaining he says this is hedonic evaluation all of this is called the appraisal function of the limbic area and so it basically assists you to evaluate the significance of events in your life in our lives Okay, so right here is where when that amygdala is alerted, we're like, okay, is this something I want to tend to or not? Now, when you have in passion helping people, this is where you're always going to be willing to help a person, especially when they're in suffering, doesn't matter if they're being quote-unquote an asshole or not. So I'm talking about a human being who's a 5DC in the Enlightenment Age group right now. Just so it can be clear that we don't say, oh, let me turn my back and go away the other way because you're being an asshole. You're not being an asshole. We automatically intuitively know you're being what is basically a child, emotionally speaking, who doesn't know how to behave around another human being in a way that can be. But, you know, again, others will talk about it as a person in uh, their no they call it the human nature state i'm going to call it yes when our ancestors were in caves so yeah that that's accurate but i have in front of me it's a 2023 a human being who obviously doesn't understand what it means to manage themselves so they could go to anger management right there for example is 2023 again we're not living in cave land uh so let me keep moving into what next lights up is our temporal junction this is where you relate to experiences according to also whatever it is you you've went through. So you will, people who are here, they only have empathy. That's why they also get burned out, because now they're not only feeling, let's say, each other's pain, but they're like, oh, I went through it too. And so here's where belonging and certainty people will be. Because, you know, the empowered person, so if they're a healthy, empowered person, because I'm pretty sure there's probably those who Don't go down this path, but they're driven by their own agency. uh, There's always a bunch of variables between all of us because our experiences do matter. Every one of us as a person is unique. So however you will begin to take life and your story, all of that matters. All of it matters. We're all humans. Some will want to belong to groups, others will identify that they're unique and they will then also want to mature that uniqueness. The ones who find their group, they get to belong or have certainty or get to be one group who thinks of themselves as empowered, not the enlightenment soul age group. So, once the temporal junction lights up for those who are in compassion, our prefrontal cortex lights up. Here's where we'll evaluate what is it actually physical possible for me to do or not. Okay, so with all of that being said, here's what the fifth process that our limbic system actually uh, has, is that it is something connected to our connections with each other, our attachment. And this is where, as a baby, you will seek to connect to your caregiver to protect you. And in protecting you, this is where he's saying, Dan Siegel, we realize that as a mammal, unlike fish or amphibians or reptiles, this is where the whole reptilian conspiracy theories come into the mix um so unlike these species that don't need their caregivers to protect them mammals actually do they're very immature and when they're born they need the oversight of caregivers to make sure that they can survive so the attachment theory which Dan siegel is a part of an attachment research group he's moved i think beyond i forget his all of his titles but this is the mammalian brain so if you remember our brain has brain stem mammalian brain and then we got this cortex which is the newest part it's evolved recently and here's where thought so thought comes after emotions and by the way our brainstem actually let me go look at my notes because again I'm just now learning about all of this in a very specific way that I'll try and keep handy but our brainstem stem This is where it's the reptilian brain, so it's the oldest part of the brain. It is actually completely developed by the time we get out of the womb, while the mammalian brain is not. The limbic area actually is only like halfway developed. And here's where, as he shares with us, the implicit memory, where is it? So the implicit there's implicit and explicit memory, which we've talked about before. And um so before we move forward the body brainstem, stem and limbic area all influence our emotional state so it's not just one area not just the b- limbic system and these are subcortical cortical inputs because they're below the cortex So the cortex is our thinking brain okay so you are driven by your emotions which is why the dysregulated and moderated embodied self people don't actually know how to be grown-ups around each other and they will tend to be rigid or chaotic a restored embodied, self-aware individual. On the other hand, this is where there's that angry Buddhist. It's because we're not taken over by emotions. We're able to know of them because we have a good relationship, our own mature masculine and feminine. Okay, so with all that being said, again, uh, this is more than just the introduction. Obviously, uh, when you are actively tapping into the infinite higher human consciousness potential that you can be, it would mean that you are in a space of being able to have again this prefrontal cortex on and know if you get emotional why and here's where i'll look at that for you right now the fourth function of the limbic area has to do with memory and this is the fact that you will have the amygdala which plays a role in our emotional implicit memory, so the amygdala has the implicit memory, and a region next to it called the hippocampus, which plays an important role in what is called explicit memory. And this is where explicit memory means a sense of autobiographical sense, so you know who you are, you have a sense of self and time, and also a sense of the facts, the factual nature of life. He says, explicit memory is a process that integrates all sorts of elements of implicit memory together to form the basis of our explicit knowledge. So it will bring whatever is in the implicit memory. And remember, though, the amygdala is where the implicit memory... So here's where the explicit processes are very integrative or integrated. And he says, and as we'll see we're not talking about it yet, uh, but when we look at the domains of integration, you can actually block the hippocampus and block its integrated functioning, which would lead to a condition called post-traumatic stress disorder. And this would then allow those of us who are studying the mind to understand what flashbacks are. So it's very important that the hippocampus you know be understood for the integration of memory and memory processes and here's where traumatized brain again. Enlarged amygdala, shrunken hippocampus, shrunken prefrontal cortex. Those people who have not a basically uh, inclined, empowered stance, not only do we have these drivers that can be belonging again or um certainty plus even the agent we have what would be and and this is where the two-year-old so there the studies have shown most people are a two-year-old version of themselves why because here's where that first year of life actually the 10-month self develops the default network to the 12 10 to 12 month self okay and again you're actual um, mammalian brain is not fully developed it continues to develop in the first year of life which is where those circuitries that don't get connected and here's where abuse and neglect come into the mix and that's what they found that people with you know ptsd one a lot of them have abuse and neglect from the household Two, the ones who stay in it, what studies have shown is that they're overgeneralized thinking, which is part of the fragmented hippocampus. So, you know, again, creating stereotypes and uh, living by them. When we look at the dysregulated, excuse me, this, this um, the disorganized attachment style, which really, once you become an adult, becomes an unresolved trauma person, they will have those five ways they see things as black and white that's rigid thinking gray sends them off the charts because they are confused because they just want it to be yes or no um, they also will think they know everything because they will have learned how to be empaths, some better than others in a way of knowing their territory so that they can stay safe this is why they get drained out people get drained out of each other because they're really just in self-preservation mode and then three there's the whole i need to get it right so they overthink their mental prison and they think though because some of them are more apt to figuring things out than not this is where they all get into this strategic little drama land with each other where when they're figuring it out correctly yay they won if they don't they freak out and that can look many different ways and i'm like serious about all of this not freak out in a bad way it's just watch any movie and you'll you'll see this behavior Then uh, once that doesn't work, obviously, so they're not able to take control, keep control, know everything because they really want to stay safe because they have no trust in anyone whatsoever without realizing it. Because, again, just watch the movies. Then we have uh, vilification. And this is where revenge and just all this spiteful, asshole-ish teenage behavior comes into the mix where you'll see that and there's one more well no excuse me generalization and then vilification so they create their own story for what's happened and you will have heard in today's episode actually the one where i i end with saying if it's today i think it is i end with saying at the end of the day we don't know if this individual who left the pub left because i said something or not this is a hypothesis created by a group of people at the end of the day, nobody knows for sure, only if the person spells it out. If a person spells out to me what they're thinking and feeling, even if they're lying, doesn't matter. They've spelled out their truth, that's it. You take it for what it is. So actions speak louder than any words will ever speak. We don't do assumptions. Enlightenment will age people no matter where they're at in their journey, from the day one that they begin life, will not go around telling people what they think or feel. We will not assume this is the mature feminine, anything. In fact, we will immediately learn very, very quickly how to just recalibrate. What we do is recalibrate, recalibrate, recalibrate until we are basically living our life the way we are happy to and allowing everybody else to do the same. So we have no enemies. The difference is those who do are every other person that is not yet a restored embodied self in their state of compassion, in a connectedness with consciousness as just energy and not some belief system. And it's not because the belief systems don't exist no 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 it's that all of this exists but you remain grounded in the fact that you're a human being (laughs) whatever age you are has relationships and some people have trauma so big that they don't know because fyi all of this information has only been released because when we were all locked up in our homes people didn't have a way to access others otherwise we would not even have necessarily all of this trending stuff going on which is part of me is like that's so sad because i love knowledge for example but part of me also intuitively knew and just knows like when people say 5d what is 5d well it's a depth of dimension that those of us who know it actually only know one word and it's unconditional love and i have to add that word because people actually think of love as something not only unambiguous but also they have to have conditions furthermore they actually don't know that if you're not in a state of compassion you don't know what love is because your oxytocin gene hormone isn't on all the time so for all you know whenever you think you're in love you're not really in love especially if you don't know anything about your body or your brain and how you work so your attachment style your attachment wounds your trauma history all of it and many people the ones who get into 4d land because they got a little bit of clairs you'll hear tomorrow where i welcome our lovely immature feminines to our mature feminines and it is a bit personal it's personal because when you have clairs as they like to call it in the metaphysics planes if you're actually a mature feminine you would know that your clairs have nothing to do with you being able to assume and or say to some other human being Whoever they may be in your oversoul, what to do with their life. And although I am definitely labeled as bossy by my household because of my tone and my mannerisms, and you can hear it when Kali comes in, I know my lovely regular listeners hear it because they've gotten to know when I am in my easygoing and when I'm getting very passionate and driven. So here's the deal when you do know who you are, because you can. Tap into your own feminine and your own masculine, you're using your entire brain and body, you know when you're getting in a stance. But guess what? It's not rigidity. The only time I feel rigidity is when I think of certain things and there's specific events that take place in all of our lives where we will be able to know what it's like for some person to be in this type of situation within their own body. It is not fun to think about. That is not fun for me, actually, when I look at all of humanity's suffering. Every time I see humanity suffering and I have pieces of knowledge, I'm like, why are there not more people talking about it? So here's where I feel a little bit like that physics lady. She's doing it with physics. I'm doing it with what it means to be a human and what it means to be a life with the human element stuff, the spiritual and spirituality stuff. And that's always been my objective in the first place. The difference is now I know that I am right and I've always been right. <laughs> and the thing is I have more words. Because see, the right is about the ego. So I only knew the word ego and now I know it's not just an ego, it's actually this thing called mind that has a way it works with the body. It's not separate from the body. <clears throat> and the body has a gut and a heart and our body brain so the, there's three brains i know how we work and i can explain it and i'm happy to be here to explain it to those who again are interested in actually living the best life ever because see enlightenment is not about a badge of honor unless you want to just be a spiritual process and therefore be an old soul age group, <clears throat> which talks about nirvana and hopefully that they don't come back to life because apparently they're so again not fond of humanity They're so bored of humanity. They're so bored of this, you know, this saga. It's their saga, they're calling it a saga because they haven't moved into that infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. So what is this experience? It's basically knowing that when you have science and spirituality and spiritual, they come together and they help you to explain to people that human suffering for some it's a little bit harder to move out of because they have a dysregulated and moderated embodied self because they have attachment wounds that begin from the minute they were born and or even before that that there are genes that can also affect it's not the only thing but there are genes and epigenetics so there's aspects that come from when you're born but As I've been learning again from Mindsight, they don't determine everything. Your experiences and you, you the infant you, as you walk into your experiences will determine certain aspects. What's important to note is that uh, when it comes to overgeneralization, this is one thing people disregard completely, their stereotypes and their idea of assuming what other people may think or not think. And so again, I'm going to use the story that you just heard. If I am correct, I do believe it was me giving you the reactions to 3D and 4D, because we're celebrating this 6th of March. is a beautiful day tomorrow. We got this full moon. So basically, this individual who to me feels like a 3D person who's illiterate, and again, I don't mean offense. They just like I can pick up that they're I I they're clueless, and yet they're trying to participate in a situation where they're also not welcome 100 percent but they're being treated obviously nicely because humanly speaking we will be welcoming plus you know it's a pub so or it's a bar pub uh, essentially they they're not going to refuse clients right um, but when this person gets up to leave the entire group that we, we were I didn't say anything they said something my friend said something they assume to know why the person left now here's where it's not for us to discard or disregard averages or generalized statements yada yada yada. but it is the space of the person who's in this enlightenment to know and i mean for me it dawned on me as i was telling you the story that you know for all i know that person didn't really think anything of it and they're just making their own assumptions that's how people work so those of us who actually choose to remain with our lovely pink tainted glasses it's because we will not make assumptions on anyone meaning we won't say it's set in stone rigidly speaking and yeah for sure it's a fact it ain't a fact it's only a fact if the person themselves would have turned around and said how dare you or something like that that's where it becomes and even then it's not a fact because at that point we need to explore what's what's their motive meaning are they thinking about it or are they in their emotional reaction of the two-year-old because see here's where again as a person who is in this restored embodied self a conscious being will be very different when we are around limited consciousness and that's where it feels like being around a child it has nothing to do with evil It actually has everything to do with if you're not able to make conscious choices, I'm not going to do conscious talk with you. The reality is we already begin to feel the transference. Those who are moderated, they got really a lot to share with us in a very unpleasant and uh, snooty way because they actually think they can claim to tell other people what to do with their lives. We, again, the person who's a whole, the feminine, gets here first because the masculine is too stubborn in their pride and too much disconnected from their own body so here's where the equation of the enlightenment soul age group and when it comes to the masculine and feminine there is a way you come at your enlightenment so i can only share with you what i've observed throughout my lifetime so far and for masculines they have a very painful process because instead of realizing that their human suffering is something they can work with so instead of being able to handle their emotions they actually choose to suppress them and here's where people want to blame 3d 4d land and timelines no i mean i was born in 1980 i saw the timeline very clearly and I can definitely tell you that people's free will is always at play. and so consciously speaking individuals who want to talk about themselves also FYI as intelligent consciously suppress their emotions because instead of being able to say I want to be authentic and vulnerable beginning at teenage years they begin to say i don't want to be vulnerable i'm gonna hide who i am and i'm gonna think i know everything and really that moment of thinking you know everything it's a way that your brain is developing and i learned something about that from dan siegel he says we move from childhood to basically the adult the pre-adolescent gets rid of a bunch of different synapses and, and hones in on focus So once you then get to be an adolescent, so the teenager, you're now focused from that moment forth, and he calls it pruning, and then from pruning, yeah, here we go, pruning down all the synapses connections you've made the first dozen years of your life, and then the second half dozen of years, you are now going to be myelinated which myelinate is actually what allows us to have neuroplasticity okay so this is for those who are restored embodied self like you know i raise my hand that's where i remember the teenage years is where i made specific choices and the choice was to be loving and and kind and compassionate To continue being the person I'd learned to be as a child from my upbringing with Jesus and God, but it wasn't in a way of let me serve or oh, I'm afraid. It wasn't to belong and it wasn't to be in a certainty. It was actual choice as an agent of myself. So people who became agents of themselves with only love in the forefront are people who also would be here at any point in their time as they move from their teenage years again to their then young adulthood so here's where the myelinated you begin that process and what also is important is what do you use your brain for so if you stay active in uh, curiousness with knowledge and then you're open to learning new things here here's what he says if you move into yeah staying with the passion that comes from your teenage years Then obviously, well, social support is something social always is going to be around you. Support would mean where you're around people that obviously love you and and you love them and you guys can support each other. It's important, but I'm sure there are people that didn't have that and they still get here anyways because, you know, that's people. And then there's novelty. So you stay like curious about new things and you're open to new things and you then have creative explorations. This is what can keep your brain vital. So here's where when said guru talks about all the stuff he talks, he's really saying the same thing that I'm learning in Mindsight. Mindsight is the science way to you being able to actually not only make sense of the brain, you do understand some of the body. I would say for anybody who is curious, the Awakened Body Process Certificate, the program that I'm in, is a great one. I mean, so far, everything that they share is really awesome also though i had somatopia's trauma educational certificate and that one is really ideal as well so like these give you a well-rounded piece of knowledge of how your mind works now the mind Site is a lot of information so if you're not somebody who's fond of big words um, what i mean is it's like being in college okay (laughs) he's explaining to you so get prepared Every class that I take, I'm like, okay, I need to take notes. It takes me like three hours just to finish 40 minutes of something because of how much beautiful information. But he's explaining to how the mind is made. Again, fascinating for anybody who wants to know your own mind. And it's the same as when Sadhguru speaks. The difference is Sadhguru is bringing to you Shiva and Shakti and stories, which are awesome. Same thing goes with the metaphysics as a terrorism. You here get to actually understand why your brain can work certain ways and you know he even talks about this one person jonathan is the name of this I, i'm pretty sure it's a fictitious name but one of his patients who goes with the parents and this person had bipolar but they didn't want to give him medication and so they did neuroplastic exercises they they worked with the mind so this is again neuroplasticity shows you can rewire your brain the brain is resilient. Your body's resilient. You're resilient. We're all resilient. So here's where an enlightenment, so age person will already know this. Those who are inclined to be here. Let me uh, specify that. And so this episode, this is why I didn't want to do an introduction with the other stuff. I wanted to do something different. Well, one, we're in a very beautiful moment in time. Two, there's just so much um, that enlightenment is not. it is not a badge of honor it is not something that is only belonging to spirituality and it is not only belonging to spiritual it belongs to human consciousness so human consciousness is in our actual physical brain and body it's primary and secondary there's a way that our academics explain it and you know with the physics this is where it'll be great for me because that way i can support those who want to get out of 4d land it's beautiful to be a holistic cam healer I'm a Reiki practitioner and I shouldn't use the word healer uh, practitioner supporter you know somebody who can help people because it does again it's consciousness we're all consciousness so of course it, it works I, I have plenty of testimonials I'll, I'll have to set up a page for that with the people that have had sessions but I like to accompany it with mentorship with personal development because as peter levine the other somatic experiencing now that one's a very good one too anything that is somatics related is really great for you so if you look for rewire therapy they have a good course where you could learn a basic and it's pretty straightforward and easy and it comes from a person who actually benefited from somatics so somatics is the mind and body harmony okay and so understanding that narrative so important so important and so here's where once you can understand that when we are having our dreams and when we are having our clairs we are tapping into your consciousness your oversoul and then the collective it's not about being anointed ones this is why so the physics is going to help me to give some context to the holistic stuff not to take away from what we learned when i do reiki i still have to follow if you will what I was taught that's what it means to be a practitioner but because I'm open to it as energy which is all it is in the first place again it's consciousness that's what makes the difference is a person who is an integrated brain a differentiated self who thinks and feels independently from their family of origin so in this case yes I got taught by a teacher I have to respect certain things but those things that you actually have to respect they come naturally those of us who love we don't ever do anything not to mention fyi energy this consciousness is bigger than you so the way they explained to me as a child god omnipotent all-knowing and when i said hey god there ain't no evil i don't care if i go to hell because i don't believe in it my heart says it's not true and i have all of these pieces of information that prove it and i actually think (laughs) that your people are wrong your people meaning the ones who keep claiming let's do war no don't what are you doing why are you using this name so to me it's always been all these institutions wanting to use a name a word they have their place in history but that's where they have a place in history and long story short you see people with pitchforks and pitch knives because they are completely there you know what i i mean for me intellectually speaking to this day i respect humanity's brain because i know that people can learn because unless you are illiterate i mean even the one dude again he is not in any way shape or form knowing what we're talking about and yet he tries and he's there and he's trying to mingle and tingle with people you know it's it's so the reality is every human being here's where their spirituality process they want to expand consciousness it's only through compassion and being in a way of knowing how it works that people will do I any, any make any difference And there's just so many areas, and people don't. They don't actually make a difference because they're all just too busy being moderated and telling each other what to do with their life. It's like, dude, seriously. So, long story short, what I was trying to get to is that the individual's brain, through your own experience, you will have created things, but it's not the end of it all. So genes is not the end of it all, nor is a person who's in a dysregulated or moderated uh, embodied self. The moderated ones, they get stubborn as hell, and if they are smart, eventually maybe they'll get out of it because, you know, they get to the 4D group leaders there who are just bringing forth more of the mix and match without saying, you know what, we're all people. And let's stop talking about energy vampires, dark auras, or in, in, in a way of only that. So here's where I get to, again, once I read the book, I'll probably have more ways of connecting the dots with a grandmother being somebody who's still connecting through a medium right that was dipped from the preface of this book by sabine i forget her last name but it starts with an h and so in this case this grandmother who he gets told is still here because of quantum mechanics or something like that this is where we are energy it isn't something that reduces or makes the experience reductive that's only, though, if you are inclined, again, to be in that Enlightenment soul age group. And I say this with the knowledge that those who think this is, quote-unquote, cocky or pompous are the same people who are not moving into this right now. Why? Because if you think that enlightenment is only for a few, you obviously still have not become an empowered human being. It means you don't know the of of being a human being it means you do not trust in the intelligence of the human body of their own mind it means you don't trust your own species so it means you don't think your own species can expand I beg to differ and I've begged to differ my entire life this is the point and this is why you know it's funny everything I learned from these people it leads me back to when I was a teenager because I had already figured all this stuff out I just didn't have anybody who believed <laughs> in love or humanity or life for that matter and you know at the end of the day to this day there's plenty of people that still hold reserve guess what they get to live that reserve those of us who are in the enlightenment Soul age group that's why we are a constant spice a life person because our passion you better bet it just keeps growing and growing and growing and it ain't because we're like oh my twin flame or soulmate hurt my feelings let me get revenge on them (laughs) no. <laughs> that's exactly the opposite we're more like what the fuck? like how are you know like there's just so many different ways that my entire you know year after year after year and i'm going to lead it to i did not know that people's infancy would lead them to be dysregulated or moderated embodied selves, and that their hippocampus would be blocked from basically gaining knowledge i was not aware that the fight flight freeze fog freeze pause and flop drop and all these human beings or in their biological rudeness had such human suffering i did know that they had human suffering from the heart yeah that part i know very well in fact uh, i also know very well being accused of things that are untrue. oh i know well a lot of the rigid and chaos that comes from people who are their adaptive child selves. And never once did I think, even when I did feel like it was quote-unquote evil, presented to me. Never once did I think to quote-unquote return the favor, because there's no returning a favor. Not only would that go completely against everything I stand for, which is what life stands for, is to support life to be in a space of expansion. Life doesn't actually destroy itself. So expanding consciousness, which is what we embody, will not go and tell another life, here's what I know you think and feel, and I'm going to make it a statement, and I'm going to say it's so because that's what my group of people back here told me. Yeah, we don't actually do that. So <laughs> this is where we'll stand there and acknowledge and pause, and then we will just keep moving on with whatever it is we're focused on in our life, and you better bet it's not going to be dwindling down again. So, welcome tomorrow. The the message to the mature at this point of feminines, they're the ones who I have more to say because they're clairs, they think that now they can see shit. So, let me, as a clairvoyant person, tell you what to do. And here's where Kali, I'm still learning to bring Shiva in when it comes to these aspects because. It's always been about. I know, yeah, I I have the tone and bossy and whatnot, but I'm not trying to tell them what they think and feel. That would be completely like uncalled for. And then, you know, when presented again, don't tell me to do good habits for my body. I want to do my own body shit. Okay, granted, that's fair. I smoke, right? So I'm. Just as unhealthy you know the part about being able to be realistic of our own flaws and imperfections this is another attribute of the person who is inclined to be in the enlightenment soul age group because that's what consciousness can do we can see a life for what it is we're all human we all fuck up we all can get rude we all can get everything but we don't suffer from it and those who do tend to well not grow up with their suffering until they're ready to The moderated ones would be the ones who are in the middle yelling here and there and everywhere. The dysregulated, really, they don't have enough energy to do anything because they're too busy actually leading their life with a level of low, low, low energy because of their actual denier habits. Between drugs, sex, alcohol, and food in the way of the movies, well, you better bet that I'm sure that they're not growing any healthier. The moderated ones are just so extreme that you just look at them and they're all little soldiers standing like, you know, every group of them. I can see them right now. They're, they're cute. So there's then there's us. We're like, wow, we're happy we're here, man, because, you know, I wouldn't want to be rigid and I definitely wouldn't want to be in the bottom of the, of the, of the plane because that's just so sad. And again, I wanna have compassion for the ones who are actually on their way to healing, the ones who know about their own trauma history, because they're the ones who have chosen I wanna do the work. And so again, it's not, that I have for compassion personally for all, that's where enlightenment stands, but there's a group of people that think they can go about telling all other how to do shit, and they haven't even finished their healing stuff yet. So at the very least, those who are aware unconscious what happens when you're aware and conscious and you're choosing to do personal development is that you want corrective experiences so you put yourself in the middle of situations that can have people that support you because they unconsciously love you and so you have those who are saying this is okay we can get through it together it's okay so when you do the um, biological rudeness let's say or something that's off that's in the transference. The people who say it's okay, we will try again. The fuck you, fuck you, but we love and are nice to each other. And see, here's where our oversoul. That's why an enlightenment soul age person will never talk shit about their oversoul. The mature feminine. That's the only part, not the mature masculine. Until they actually achieve their actual mature feminine, the masculine is half of who they can be and i'm not going to get into this this episode maybe i'll do a special but um this is where it's because they doubt everything they don't trust their body they don't know how to talk they don't even explore their emotions and they choose to think they know they're actually in a very specific spot because they're using only the mind and ignoring the heart and that mind here is where it's analytical and it doubts everything and here's where as jesus has said in his whatever his quote was blessed are those who see without seeing or who believe without seeing well yeah any masculine and the immature feminines you can put them in there they actually don't recognize they're in separation consciousness and it's because they're not in a restored embodied self so i should specify a mature feminine that is usually going to be from my personal experience I'm using the terms from my personal experience, in a restored embodied self. We're never disconnected from pure, full consciousness. So we do know how to back off because we understand that we're not here to tell each other what to think or feel and how to live. And again, we're actually very clear on us being a differentiated self. I was clear of this when I was three years old. And I kept being clearer and clearer on it to this day. I'm clear of I'm in my body and you're in yours. Don't tell me what I think and feel. Believe me, I'm not telling you what you think and feel. So we learn, in fact, here how to communicate effectively thanks to our oversoul with their transference, pointing out again and again and again how our ego apparently is trying to override theirs, which is not there, but we will hear and we'll take all the steps back necessary so that that ego may be shoved to the side. Basically, our own thoughts and feelings will gladly keep them to ourselves because we are actually not trying to tell anyone what to think or feel we're just trying to share our opinion but hey you know we don't have to make it a priority here's where the enlightenment so age again stands we are thankful actually for having learned how to not only use our mind our hearts our bodies but to be able and express them in the most adult way possible which includes passion because guess who we have around ourselves we have around ourselves people who are just as passionate so when we get to meet consciousness in the making that's where we get to realize okay now this is called life and since we are in 5d this is what we can expect more of it's really amazing more restored embodied selves more enlightenment soul age group people not the other soul age groups they're already doing their stuff so tune in for more i think i'll have another one on this special day and if not i hope you enjoyed have a great day Music mm-hmm.